Welcome to Word Encounter with Dr. Abiodun Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. It's my prayer that as you listen to this week's message, the Lord will bless you abundantly. Let's join Dr. Charles Abiodun for today's message. Good morning, everybody. I'm Dr. Abiodun welcoming you to this week's podcast. The Lord bless you for being part of this week's episode. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and bless your name, O Lord, for the privilege you've given us once again this week to come before you to learn at your feet. Thank you, Father, as we come before you to receive from you that, Lord, you will reach out unto us, O Lord, and you will minister once again life unto us. That, Lord, by the time we receive your word this morning, that word will build us and make us to be people you've created us to be, that will go out there living in dominion, that will go out there, O Lord God, conquering in your name, that will go out there, O Lord God, fulfilling destiny in the name of Jesus. Breathe upon the world, O Lord God, this day, and let it do us good. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Bless God for this week's podcast. Our topic this week is Divine Champion. Divine Champion. And our text is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 17, we read from verse 38 to verse 51. First Samuel chapter 17 from verse 38 to verse 51. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened him his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with this, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and pulled them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the base of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands." So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of his sheath, and killed him, and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. 
Hallelujah. The Lord bless the reading of his word. In Jesus' name. Divine champion. What would you mean by divine? Let's start with divine. What is divine? Divine is something pertaining to God. And a champion is someone who has been a winner in a contest. A champion is often regarded as one who remains standing when others are falling. So a divine champion will mean someone who wins in a contest by God's assistance or help. It is a great and delightful thing to be a champion, a victor, or a winner in any contest. It brings joy, it brings honor, and it brings bountiful rewards. And I want you to know, beloved, that every believer is a champion. Hallelujah. God has made you and I his champions by virtue of our belonging to him. The moment we become born again, we are translated from the loser's side to the winner's side. So once you're born again, beloved, you have been translated from the loser's side to the winner's side. You've been translated from the side of being a loser to the side of, side of being a victor. Colossians chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 tells us, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. That's where we have victory. Hallelujah. And 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. Say, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, in victory, in success in Christ. Hallelujah. So we have victory in Christ. And Romans chapter 8, verse 37 says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Through Him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. Through Jesus who loved us. So we are more than conquerors. We are champions in Christ. I want you to know you are a champion when you are in Christ. As long as you're born again, you've turned over your life to Jesus, you made him the, your personal Lord and Savior, then you have become a champion in the Lord. Everyone wants to be a champion, but there is a price to pay to become a champion and to remain a champion. We can look at David's life and his defeat of Goliath because it aptly illustrates what it takes to be a divine champion. And that's why we're going to look at some lessons that we can pick from David's victory over Goliath. They will instruct us on being a divine champion and remaining a divine champion. Hallelujah. The first thing we notice about David's victory or David's life and victory over Goliath is, number one, his steps were ordered by God. Hallelujah. His steps were ordered by God. Just say his father had compelled him to go and see his brothers who were on the battlefield. If you read 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 17 and 18, he said, Then Jesse said to his son David, Take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves, and run to your brothers at the camp, and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers fare, and bring back news of them. So, he was not supposed to be on the battlefield, but Jesse, his father, compelled him to go to see his brothers and to take some, you know, food items to them and see how they were faring. We could see his steps was ordered by the Lord to the battlefield. Oh, because God wanted, hallelujah, to disgrace Goliath using David. 
Oh, and you, when you look at somewhere, I mean, the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 23. Psalms 37, verse 23. It said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Beloved, I want you to know that your steps are ordered by the Lord when you are in Christ. He will keep ordering your steps, and he will keep delighting in your way in the name of Jesus. Then the second thing we notice about David was he trusted in the armor of God rather than in the armor of man. You remember? In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 38 and 39, Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of, of mail. David fastened his salt to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with this, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Oh, hallelujah. You know how big Saul, how tall, how huge Saul was compared to little David. So you could imagine him wearing Saul's armor. I mean, to have been so heavy on him, to have been so uncomfortable on him, it would have been more of a hindrance than anything that would help him in the battle against Goliath. And he pulled it off. He said, I cannot rely on it. I can't, I've not tested it. It won't work. Hallelujah. He pulled them off. Remember, the Bible tells us that our armor is the armor of God that we supposed to put on, not the armor of man. And David put it off and depended on God, and he had victory. In Ephesians chapter 6, if you read from verse 14 to verse 18, the Bible enumerated to us there the armor of God that God expects us to make use of in our spiritual warfare. It says there from verse 14, it says, Stand therefore, having gathered your ways with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith which with which you will be able to quench all the fairy dust of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with all prayer and supplication and the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints so we see there the helmet of salvation the breastplate of, of, of righteousness, the shield of faith, we see the belt of truth, the sandals of the gospel of peace, and we see the sword of the spirit, and of course prayer. So that's the armory that God expects you and I to make use of, not the armory of man, not the armor of man. Number three, David relied on his time-tested and reliable weapons rather than the king's weapons. Hallelujah. He could not trust Saul's weapons. He said, I have not tested them. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40, that we read, say he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five small stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had. And his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. He went with what? <laughs> with sling and with stones. Hallelujah. How do you go to a battle with that? That's David for you. He depended on his time-tested weapons rather than depending on the king's weapon that he had not tested. Because he had always depended on those weapons, because he knew God had always helped him with those weapons. When he was, a, I mean, as a shepherd boy on the field, when wild animals come for his, you know, his sheep, he had always defeated them. He had always Kill them, destroy them by his time-tested weapons. And he relied on it. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 tells us, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So it's not your physical weapon that is going to pull down your enemy, that is going to pull down any stronghold that the enemy is pulling against you, but rather it is your dependence on God. Depending on the weapons of God. He said our weapons are not carnal, 
Oh, he said, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Hallelujah. The fourth thing we can notice about David is that he refused to be intimidated by the enemy's threats and appearance or size. He would not be intimidated by Goliath's size. He would not be intimidated by Goliath's, I mean, appearance. He was a, he was a giant. He was not intimidated by his intimidating, you know, threats. He threatened it. He was not intimidated. If you read for Samuel chapter 17, 43 and 44, there is so the Philistines said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistines cursed David by his gods. And he said, And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air. And the beasts of the field. Hallelujah. You can see how he was trying to put fear in the heart of David. But David will not be intimidated. Beloved, you must not be intimidated by your challenges. You must not be intimidated by the devil. Stand your ground like David stood his ground in the Lord. Stand your ground in the Lord and you will have victory. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1 tells us that when you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you who brought you up from the land of Egypt. That was Moses there charging the children of Israel that they must not be intimidated by, you know, the strength of their enemies, but rather they should depend on God. Beloved, that's what I'm telling you to today. Don't be intimidated by the strength of your enemy. Don't be intimidated by the size of your enemy. Don't be intimidated by, you know, the threats from coming from your enemy. Depend on God and he will give you victory. Number five, he confronted the enemy in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He didn't go to the enemy Proving that he was a what he had, I mean, been good in fighting battles before. He had had victories before, so he was sure he would have victory. No, he was depending on God. He was depending on God. In First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse forty-five, he said, "Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied." He said, "I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, Jehovah." Over God, hallelujah. The Lord God who does not lose a battle. So I come against you. The uh, against I come against you in the name of the Lord God of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have def- defied. And he had a victory because he went against your Goliath in the name of the Lord. Beloved, I want you to always go against your challenges, your I mean, whatever the enemy is throwing at you. Face him in the name of the Lord, and you will have victory. Psalm 60, verses 11 and 12 say, Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. Through God, we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. Hallelujah. The Lord will keep treading down your enemies as you put your trust in him, because he's the one who will keep making you to do valiantly in the name of Jesus. Number six. David's confession was of victory by the power of God. He's so much dependent on God that he confessed it. He said it before it came to pass that God was going to give him victory. Beloved, confess your victory before it comes to pass. Confess your success before it comes to pass. Confess your deliverance before comes to pass. Confess your healing before it comes to pass because God will bring it to pass. First Samuel chapter 17, 3, 46 and 47. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. That's David speaking. And I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear for the the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. Hallelujah! That was the confession David made, and he had victory. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 
14, tells us, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. He's the one who always gives us victory. Beloved, believe in the Lord. Believe in him. Believe in him. Believe in him. He will give you victory. Number seven, David was alert and diligent and not slothful, notwithstanding that he was depending on God. That's very important. Sometimes we're dependent on God. Sometimes we trust God. Sometimes we have faith in God and we become slothful. We will go to sleep. We refuse to act. You remember the Bible says, watch and pray. They go together. Your diligence goes together with your dependence on God, with your faith in God. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 48 says, So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hastened, hallelujah, and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. He didn't wait for him. He took action. He was proactive. Hallelujah. We need to be proactive when we are dealing with the enemy. Yes, we have faith in God. Yes, we are depending on God. Yes, you still need to be proactive. That was what David did there. He hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. He didn't wait for the Philistine to come in first. Hallelujah. Ah, Hebrews chapter 6, if you read verses 11 and 12, says, And we desire that each one of you should show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish. They imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. We must not be slothful. We must not be sluggish. Beloved, be proactive. Oh, you are depending on God. You have, you have faith in God. Yes. At the same time, be diligent. Don't be slothful. Hallelujah. Oh, number eight. God aided David's attack and guided his missile and gave him victory over the enemy. Hallelujah. You agree with me that it was God who guided David's missile. Because that stone, you remember, Goliath had his helmet on. So that stone, ordinarily, should not have gotten Goliath. But God guided it. And wherever there was a little, you know, opening, where Goliath's head was not covered by the helmet, the stone struck him there. And you can imagine a hefty man like that, a giant. That stone hit him. I wonder what the momentum of that stone was, the velocity at which it was traveling, that it struck him on the forehead and knocked him down. He went face down. Hallelujah. Oh, the first Samuel 17, 49. Then David put his son in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. Hallelujah. Your enemies will fall to the face to the earth. They will fall in prostrating before you and he falls face down. That's prostrating before you. That's full surrender before you. That's what will happen as you believe on the Lord, as you trust in the Lord, as you depend on the Lord in the name of Jesus. Because Romans chapter 8 verse 13 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You are more than conqueror, beloved, and you will keep winning. You keep having victory because Jesus has made you more than a conqueror. Number 9. Remember, we're still learning from David. Number nine, David killed the enemy with the enemy's weapon. Hallelujah. I love that. I love that. Your enemies will be destroyed by their own weapons. In the name of Jesus. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 51. Therefore, David ran and stood over the Philistine, took a sword and drew it out of his sheet and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Hallelujah. Oh, beloved, your enemy will be destroyed by their own weapon. David had no sword. He only had the sling and the stone. And when Goliath fell before him, he just ran there, took out his sword from his sheet, and 
beheaded Goliath. Hallelujah. I say you will have victory over your enemy. They will destroy themselves by their own weapon. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 7 says the violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. Every power doing violence against you, being violent against you, being hostile against you, oh, walking against the counsel of God for your life, I say they will destroy themselves by their own weapons in the name of Jesus because they have refused to do justice. And Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8 says he who digs a pit will fall into it. I declare concerning you, anyone digging pits, oh, against you, against your progress, against your life, against whatever pertains unto you, they will fall into it themselves in the name of Jesus. Number 10, David remained humble in the face of victory and as a champion. That's a lesson for every one of us to learn. Sometimes God makes us great, he lifts us up, he promotes us and we become, we, let, we allow it to get into our heads, we become proud, we become arrogant, we, we become difficult for God to control. We're no longer submissive to God. It is dangerous, very dangerous. David was not like that. He remained humble. First Samuel chapter 17 verses 57 and 58 says, Again, as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? So David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Can you hear that? He said, I'm, your, I'm the son of your servant. <laughs> if his father is a servant of Saul, then who is he? That means he's a super servant to, 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 to Saul. Hallelujah. He was humble. He didn't say because he had defeated Goliath, whom nobody could do. He, he, he a small boy. He had conquered Goliath on behalf of Israel. What the army generals could not do, what Saul could not do, and become arrogant. No, he was humble. Beloved, we need to be humble when God is lifting us. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. And as and James chapter 4, verse 6, we're familiar with that, said, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Beloved, don't let God resist you. Don't be proud. Let him give you grace as you remain humble. Number 11, David became the heir apparent as Jonathan turned over the kingdom unto him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Jonathan was the heir apparent, being the son of Saul. But he turned over the kingdom to David. That's God in action. Oh, I say that's God in action. That's God in action. I want you to know that when God intervenes in your situation, when God is in action in your situation, protocols will be set aside. Hallelujah. Protocol demanded that Jonathan was supposed to be the heir apparent, was supposed to be the next king. But Jonathan himself turned it over to David and said, you will become the next king. I will become next to you. Hallelujah. That's God in action. Oh, First Samuel chapter 18, verses 3 and 4. Let's read that. He said, Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the rope that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. Hallelujah. That's it there. He turned over the kingdom unto David, even when his father reprimanded him, his father called him a bastard. Oh, he was so much in love with David. He was so much, you know, a, a, a comrade of David that he turned over the kingdom. He told David, say, you will be the next king. I'm, I'm okay to be the next in command. Hallelujah. That's what God will do concerning your enemies. Because Romans chapter 8, we read verses 16 and 17, said the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified to 
together. We have been adopted into the family of God. Beloved, you have been adopted into the family of God once you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And because you've been adopted into the family of God, you have become a child of God. You have become a joint heir with Jesus. Hallelujah. Then finally, number 12, David became the king's son-in-law. Hallelujah. <laughs> First Samuel chapter 18, verse 27. Say, therefore David arose and went, he and his men, and killed 200 men of the Philistines. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full count to the king, that he might become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him Micah, his daughter, as a wife. You know, Saul wanted to kill him. He said, look, I want to give Micah for what you have done for killing Goliath and giving us victory over the Philistines. But I'm not going to take any dowry from you. All I need from you is 100 foreskins of the Philistines. Just bring me 100 foreskins of the Philistines. He intended that David would go to fight the Philistines, I mean, so as to bring the foreskins and then he would die in the process. But God was with David. Hallelujah. Beloved God is with you. No matter any the evil that the enemy is imagining concerning you, that is strategizing concerning you, he will keep failing because God is with you in the name of Jesus. So David went and conquered and brought the hundred first kings to the king. And so the king had no option. So had no option than to buy Micah. Oh, to David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 tells us, it said, Christ had made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. David became son-in-law. We are more than son-in-law. We have been made kings and priests unto God. Beloved, as long as we remain in the law, walking steadfastly with him, diligently with him, oh, uncompromising, we shall reign with Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we can summarize all these that David did. All everything we, we've noted about David, his life and the manner in which he defeated Goliath, we can summarize everything in to five points. And I said, number one is discipline. Number two is diligence. Number three, dependence on God. Number four, determination. And number five, dutifulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David was disciplined. Beloved, you need to be disciplined if you want to be a champion and remain a champion. He was diligent. You need to be diligent. You must not be slothful if you are going to be a champion. Number three, dependent on God. We all need to depend on God for victory, for success, for deliverance, for healing, for whatever we need from God. We need to depend on him. Number four, he was determined. He was determined to slay Goliath because he said he had defiled the army of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then number five, he was dutiful. Yes, dutiful. He did the needful. He was a man who was given to duty. He saw what was happening. Somebody needed to kill Goliath. It was his duty to do it because God did not like the way Goliath was defying his army. And so he took it upon himself, depending on God, that he was going to assume that duty and he was going to bring down Goliath. And God helped him and he accomplished it. These are the qualities needed to be a divine champion and to remain one. Oh, beloved, I want you to know the reality of David being a king because it's real in our situation also. In we discover that David was anointed as king by Prophet Samuel. You remember he had been anointed Prophet Sam, I mean by Prophet Samuel even long before this encounter with Goliath. So he was anointed as king by Prophet Samuel, but he was announced as king by Goliath. Because when he struck down Goliath, the whole nation started singing his praise. You remember the women? They started singing, Saul killed his 1,000 and David is 10,000. Father created a problem with him and Saul. Hallelujah. Oh, he was 
announced as king by Goliath. And who, who crowned him as king or as the heir apparent? That was Jonathan. Jonathan crowned him as king because Jonathan was supposed to be the next king, but he turned it over to him. So he crowned him as king. Hallelujah. Beloved, I'm telling you that you too have been anointed as a king by the word of God. God says you are his king. You are a king. You are a priest unto him. Oh, you are being announced as a king by the challenges you are faced with right now. Hallelujah. And you will ultimately be crowned by those usurping your throne as a vacate the throne that legally belongs to you for you to take possession of in the name of Jesus. Oh, beloved, I want you to know that God has anointed you as a champion. Whatever challenges you are faced with right now, oh, is meant to announce you as a champion. And every usurper of your position, every usurper of your glory, oh, will gladly, 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 because God will make them to turn it over to you. They will gladly turn it over. Even they do they are not gladly doing it, they will turn it over to you in the name of Jesus. Because they are wrong, they are illegally holding on to it, and they will turn it over to you in the name of Jesus. Oh, beloved, perhaps you are out there, you are here to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. I want you to know that the only way you can become a divine champion, a champion, oh, with the assistance, with the aid of God, is when you turn over your life to Jesus. And that's why I want to give you this invitation right now. All you need to do is from a genuine heart of repentance to say these words after me, and I know the Lord will save you, the Spirit of God will come into your heart, and you begin to live as a champion for the Lord. Hallelujah. Just say these words after me genuinely with a from a sincere heart just say lord jesus i come to you today to confess and repent of my sins forgive me cleanse me and make me your own i invite you into my heart today and i accept you as my lord and savior fill me with your spirit and help me to live for you i severe my allegiance to the devil and i choose to live for you from today in jesus name Amen. Let me pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, O Lord God, for my brethren, for your beloved ones who have turned over their lives unto Jesus this day. I ask, O Lord God, as they have asked, O Lord, you forgive them, you pardon their sins, O Lord God. And Lord, let your spirit come into their hearts, O Lord God, that you make them your beloved ones, O Lord. That, Lord, you will walk with them, you will strengthen them, O Lord God, that having put their hands to the plow, they will never look back. They will walk with you to the end. And at the end of the race, O Lord God, the crown meant for the faithful, they will receive it in the name of Jesus. They have severed their allegiance to the devil. The devil will have no grip over them anymore, have no power over them anymore. Oh, they will begin to trample upon serpents, upon scorpions, and upon all the powers of the enemy, and the enemy will not in any way be able to harm them, or hurt them, or harm them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Beloved, I want to congratulate you for taking the decision to know Jesus today. I want you to know the Bible says you are a new creature. All things have passed away and you have become a new man. All things have become new. So I want you to please look for a Bible-believing church around you. Begin to fellowship with them. Begin to worship with them. And as you do so, the Lord will continue to build you in His Word. Continue to build you by His Spirit. And will continue to build you in fellowship with others to walk with Him, to witness for Him, and to Become a strong champion for him. And the Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. And if you have any issue, any inquiry you want to make, please feel free to contact me on the telephone number that will be dictated at the end of this podcast. Or you can reach me through the email address that will be dictated also at the end of the podcast. And I'll be glad to answer your questions. I'll be glad to reach out unto you. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Before we bring this 
week's podcast will close. Let's say these three prayer points. Our first prayer point says, My Father and my God, let my steps be ordered by your Spirit in all that I do. Keep me walking in your counsel and purpose all my life. My Father and my God, let my steps be ordered by your Spirit in all that I do. Keep me walking in your counsel and purpose all my life. Prayer. My Father and my God, I pray, Lord God, that you guide me, O Lord, that my steps shall be ordered by your Spirit in all that I do in the name of Jesus. Keep me walking, O Lord, in your counsel and purpose all my life in the name of Jesus. Let my steps be ordered by your Spirit in all that I do, O Lord God. Keep me walking in your counsel and purpose all my life in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Our second prayer point says, My Father and my God, grant me the grace to always trust in you and put my confidence in you. Let me not trust in the arms of flesh. Let me not depend upon man. My Father and my God, grant me the grace to always trust in you and put my confidence in you. Let me not trust in the arms of flesh. Let me not depend upon man. Prayer. My Father and my God, I pray, Lord, that you grant me the grace to always trust in you and put my confidence in you alone, O Lord God. In the name of Jesus, let me not trust in the hands of flesh. Let me not depend upon any man. In the name of Jesus, grant me the grace, Lord, to always trust in you and put my confidence in you, Lord. Let me not trust in the arms of flesh. Let me not depend upon man in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. And finally, we're going to pray my Father and my God, give me the boldness that I will not be intimidated by the powers of the enemy. Let my faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross keep maintaining me in victory. My Father and my God, give me the boldness that I will not be intimidated by the powers of the enemy. Let my faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross keep maintaining me in victory. Prayer. My Father and my God, I pray, Lord, that you give me the boldness that I will not be intimidated by the powers of the enemy, Lord. In any way, in the name of Jesus, let my faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross keep maintaining me in victory, O Lord God. Oh, keep giving me victory. Keep giving me my healing. Keep giving me my deliverance. Keep giving me success, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, give me the boldness, Lord, that I will not be intimidated by the power of the enemy. Let my faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross keep maintaining me in victory. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you and bless your name once again for today. Thank you for this week's podcast. We appreciate you for your word that's come unto us, O Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, because your word says the entrance of your word gives light, gives understanding unto the simple. I receive understanding, O Lord God, for every one of my listeners today, O Lord, as your word has come unto them, that that word will in Ignite their hearts to love you the more and to become champions for you in the name of Jesus. Oh, let your light, oh Lord God, that comes by your word, oh Lord God, illuminate their pathway that they will not stumble, they will not fall, they will not fail in the name of Jesus. In all their undertakings, oh Lord God, be with them, uphold them, let them continue to walk in victory as champions for you, Lord, because you have made them champions that no power, oh, no power, no power, no power, no power, Lord, we dethrone them as champions in the name of you. Every power you supping their power, you supping their blessings, you supping their virtues, oh, Lord God, you supping all of their miracles. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your wrath and judgment come upon such powers, oh, Lord God, dethrone them, and Lord, claim for your children, oh, their rightful thrones in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, I bless your name. I give you glory and honor. Beloved, I 
decree concerning you that you shall remain a divine champion for the Lord. Hallelujah. No power of the enemy will pull you down. No power of the enemy will prevail against you. In the name of Jesus, you will keep living in dominion and in victory. Oh, you keep trampling upon serpents, upon scorpions, and upon all the powers of the enemy, and nothing will in any way hurt you in the name of Jesus. It shall be well with you. I declare when next we meet again, shall be for joy, shall be for celebration, shall be for testimonies. Because in your going out, in your coming in, the Lord will watch over you and keep you. And it shall be well with you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless and we honor your name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Believe you've been blessed by today's message. For inquiries and further spiritual help, you can reach Dr. Charles Abiodu on plus 234-809-623-7300. Plus 234-809-623-7300. Or... You can send an email to wordexplorersministry at gmail.com. Till we come your way again next week, remain blessed and rapturable.